Can't get enough of that intro. Hello, right. Pops and fans. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Panel featuring Mike Orr and Graham Boyce live in the house tonight. And boy, we got a big weekend of boxing coming up uh, for sure. But I just want to start off this particular episode with a bit of news out of Bahamas. It caught my eye today, and uh, it was a little too late for my new show this morning. But I thought I'd bring it up tonight. Why? Because it is Female Friday, and there's an all-female bout going on in the Bahamas. So I was really surprised when I came across this article because it features Jessica Camara. Um, and I'm not, and actually, if you Google it, I'm not sure if this fight's actually happening. But anyway, let me just, I just want to tell you two, two things. One, the promoter said, this is something exciting. It'll bring the Bahamas into the introduction of female boxing and be the first all-female show, not just in the Bahamas, but in the Caribbean. This will also encourage more females to join the sport. There's also a self-defense mechanism for them. And uh, the marketing logistics director for the event, Quentin Brennan, said they are also fighting for the cure. We're now trying to reintroduce boxing to our community. It's taken a little hiatus over the past couple of years. And what a way to come back at it. This event is positioned very strategically in that it is the month of October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's also the end of the month. And we're trying to tie it to the beginning of sports month that begins November 1st. We're excited to bring boxing back to our shores of Bahamas. Wow, pretty cool, eh? Uh, it is very cool. Uh, I have the card. I know everybody ah, that's fighting on it. So Jessica Camara is the headliner. She's now 10 and 3, and she is taking on Dehana Santana for the WBA World Welter that's vacant right now. Uh, Santana is 40, 13, and 0. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a step up for Jessica. Yeah. Uh, also on the card, uh, we have Mary McGee, who is 27 and 4, and she's taking on somebody who has not been announced as of yet, or they have, but I have, don't have the name as of yet. Uh, also on the card, Logan Haller, who is 9, 2, and 1, will be taking on Adriana Arjuo, who is 6, 1, and 0. And rounding off this card, uh, starting it off, is our girl O'Shea Jones, who is 1 and 0, looking to take on. Uh, Simone Silva, who currently holds a record of 17, 22, and 0. <laughs> so, O'Shea, was a, O'Shea was a great interview. She was a great. Uh, anyway, so there's a, there's an all-women card taking place uh, in the Bahamas. Wouldn't that be fun? Fly down to Bahamas for a weekend, check out some fighting. Let's go, girls. Yeah. You're, you're, all right. You're a big fan of the Bahamas, aren't you, Graham? You spent some time uh, down there in your, in your youth? In my youth, I was actually in, I was stationed in Bermuda. Oh, oh, darn. Darn. Close, close enough, right? They're both. But heck, Bahamas, Bermuda—they all got beaches. And it's it's beaches, all the same. Beaches, same, same, beaches, same beaches, boxing, and beer. What more can you want? All right, there we go. More, what more can you want? Exactly. So let's see. Uh, at this particular point in the evening, we're typically joined by Tim Witherspoon, but I guess he he's taking my place and having some ales out today. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Yesterday, he was at, at an event with uh, none other than Mitch Green. Uh, I believe that event is a couple days, so uh, I think he's going to be on hiatus this, uh, this evening. Um, you know, it's always a blast when he's here, though. Definitely. You mean he's working? Yeah, yeah, he's out there. He's out there. Uh, he's out there doing some doing some stuff. I know. I know they've actually uh, the city of Philadelphia has asked him uh, to go out and uh, start speaking at certain events as uh, 
as a representative of, uh, you know, putting down the violence, like, you know, put down the nice. guns, pick up the gloves kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of violence going on in Philadelphia as of late. And, uh, you know, they've reached out to Tim and asked him to, you know, speak on, on behalf and, you know, try and gear these kids towards putting down the, the weapons and picking up gloves to settle the differences. Uh, well, as you and I know, Tim has seen it all. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he, and he's actually a great speaker and yeah. uh, more power to him. And I hope he is really an influence that makes a great impact on those young people down in Philly. Uh, Philly's a great boxing city, and there's a, there's a lot of great promoters down there right now promoting some great fights. So more power to Tim and the community down there. Uh, I hope he's successful at what he's doing for sure. Yeah, and we'll yeah. see him. We'll see him next week. We'll get we'll get an update anyway. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a we'll get the scoop. We'll we'll hear so, what's up. So what 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 cards are you gonna, are you gonna okay? Can we save Jake Paul to last? Yeah, oh, obviously we're saving Jake Paul to the last. <laughs> Uh, first, I want to touch on it. Uh, there was a card today, uh, Panama Cable uh, Sports US uh, USA ESPN Plus. Uh, this is a card out of Italy. Um, Guido Vanello taking on Jay McFarlane. Um, you know, this one's all Italian fighters. Uh, there was a WBC International Silver Super Welter title up for grabs. The EBU European Super Fly up for grabs. Also, the Federazione Pool. Pud- Pulistica Italian Italian super weight or super welter vacant title up for grabs as well. So uh, there was a card tonight. It was uh, on USA uh, USA ESPN Plus. You might be able to catch some of that if you guys are able to check it out. But that's not the cards we're going to really be touching on today. We're, we're we're touching on the big ones, which is let's uh, let's let's just start it off with the Taylor card. We got to yeah, start uh, Taylor and Cutter Cutter hell. Um, this one's good, man. I can't can't wait to see this one. Taylor, both you know, undefeated, right? Yeah, they're both undefeated. Uh, this is a big one, man. Taylor, you know, she's now twenty one and 0, six KOs. Uh, you know, she cemented herself as the greatest female fighter on the planet by edging out Amanda Serrano in that epic fight for the ages uh, that sold out night at Madison Square Garden earlier this year. Uh, the Irish superstar retained her undisputed lightweight world title after a fight of the year contender with Puerto Rico Serrano, uh, the first women's boxing boat to headline the famous Madison Square Garden in its 140-year history, which was a groundbreaking event, lots of viewers, lots of people in attendance. And she is going to be taking on Argentina's Carabao, uh, who is 19-0 with two KOs, and she is undefeated in all 19 of her professional contents since turning over in August of 2013. And the 32-year-old, you know, she resides in uh, Buenos Aires, is a former WBC Latino, South American, and Argentinian super featherweight champion and is promoted by Argentine legend Marcos Medina. So, yeah, this is a big one. Um, I can't wait to see Taylor in there. You know, I'm a big fan of Katie Taylor. Keep it with the, uh, you know, the Irish. You know the way it is. (laughs) But uh, also on this card, uh, we've got... Uh, European featherweight champion Jordan Gill, uh, who is currently holding a record of 27-1-1 with eight KOs, puts his title on the line for the first time against Spain's two-weight world champion, Kiko Martinez, who is 43-11-2 and and with 30 knockouts in a fight that also doubles up as the eliminator for the IBF world title held by none other than Josh Warrington. So this one's uh, this one's this one this card's looking pretty awesome, man. Uh, you know, uh, Gill was knocked down in round seven before be uh, 
being heavily bundled, you know, to the floor. He, he got he got he got wrecked uh, to the floor by his opponent. Uh, looking unsteady on his legs, the 28 year old was backed up into his own corner and subject to the constant barrage from uh, Gufari. But he showed tremendous heart and determination to pull off the massive comeback win. And then former IBF super bantamweight and featherweight world champion Martinez returns to the UK following his loss to warranting at the first direct arena in Leeds back in March. Um, you know, he stopped Kid Galahad in six rounds to become his country's first ever two-weight ruler last year and hopes to claim another British uh, scout as his brilliant career draws to an end. And then who I, who, who I, I'm super excited to see in the ring, uh, you know, we profiled him over a year ago. Uh, emerging, emerging Belfast super welterweight star, um, Argyarko, uh, this kid, man, 12 and 0, seven KOs. Uh, he fights on his second Taylor undercard as he defends his WBA international title against New York's undefeated Peter Dobson, who is 16 and 0 with nine KOs in his third fight of 2022. While Irish lightweight contender Gary Cully, who's 14 and 0 with eight KOs, fights under the matchroom promotional banner for the first time with his opponent to, uh, on this card. Also on the card, Rumford heavyweight sensation Johnny Fisher, who's 6-0 with 5 KOs, brings the Rumford Bull Army to Northwest London for a scheduled six-round clash with Italy's Alfonso Damani, who is 5-2 with 2 KOs. And there's action for Takely light heavyweight prospect John Hedges, who's 6-0 with 2 KOs, and uh, Lutton super welter Jordan Reynolds, who's 3-0 with 1 KO. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this card. Definitely going to be... Uh, be a very interesting one. Uh, did, you, did, did you mention our girl Ellie Scottney? I'm. I, I was. I was about to get to it, but yes, Ellie Scottney. Yes, she is. Uh, she's definitely. Uh, definitely one to be watching on this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. You know what's interesting about, shall we say, the makeup of the card? Uh, they call the heavyweight division the glamour division. Yet the heavyweights are way down the bottom. I think they're only doing a four rounder, actually. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, Fisher's Fisher's scheduled for six rounds, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's down on the bottom of the card. Uh, higher up on the card, we got uh, Mickey Elson is going to be fighting Thomas Hart, and that's for the uh, British Board of Control, the uh, the Central Area Light Heavy. And then, uh, you know, we got Katie Taylor taking on Cara Bell. Also, Mary Romero is who's taking on Ellie Scottney. And, right. uh, you know, that one's that one's going to be pretty good, man. I'm, I'm yep. rooting for my girl Ellie Scottney to come through with a victory on this one. Uh, she is taking on Mary Romero, who is 8-2 in her career, uh, you know, and she's she's on a, on a win streak, man. She's won her last six. So, you know, Ellie Scottney, she's 5-0. and Hopefully she keeps uh, un stays undefeated and uh, comes through with that EBU. Uh, Super Bantam. It'll be great. Great to see this one. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, I know you're picking uh, Katie Taylor. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sticking with my Irish. My yeah, Irish me too. I mean, you look at her and she she's built. Um, she's powerful. She can move. She can. She's lightning fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck to that. Uh, is it Argentinian? Uh, yeah. Yes, I believe so. Argentinian girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's undefeated, but. Good luck to her. Hey, you know, like, 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 sugar says in the, in the famous words of sugar, 
you better got your track shoes on because you know what? Katie Taylor definitely knows how to run around that big ring. And, uh, you know, you, you better got your stamina right. You better put in all your skipping. You better done all your road work and you better got, you better have your running shoes on. Cause you know what? It's not going to be easy to hit something that moves, uh, quite as well as she does. You know, Katie Taylor, it's the reason why she's the top, top dog in the, in the game, man. And, you know, it's going to definitely be a step up for uh Bell to get in there and uh and, and and fight for this fight for these titles, man. Yeah, and it's being held at the the Wembley Arena. So it's yeah. it's it's you know and the funny thing is is uh if you take a quick look, I'm sure you have, but yeah. take a quick look, there are other fights going on in England. This is a huge fight night tomorrow this weekend, actually, including tonight. You have fights around the world going on, not <laughs> just there's three or four cards uh, in England alone. You know, then there's cards going on in France and Germany yeah. and Spain and Mexico, right across Mexico. I couldn't believe it when I saw how many Mexican fights were going on. Oh, so and, and 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 the girls are increasing in volume in terms of their appearances at, the, at these locations. So I think uh, more than anything over the past year, and I probably sound like a broken record now, but as you and I both know, women are increasing that excitement level. And, uh, you know, for to have Katie Taylor basically headline this card, which features a heavyweight clash, but it's way beneath, you know, it's like, it's hardly worth, well, okay, it's worth mentioning. It, it, it's uh, worth mentioning because they're up and coming, you know, there's sub 10 fights. Uh, yep. it's, just, it's just going to show you, you know, there's, there's a, what, a lo there's a local title up for grabs. So, you know, they, they do have guys moving through their, through their, uh, their ranks. There's uh it's going to be nice to see the new, the new future of the heavyweight division, you know, because these guys, you know, they're young. They're going to start climbing up. These I'll guys that are in the top, these guys that are in the top are eventually going to age. I'll tell you who is the future of the heavyweight. I already know who the future of the heavyweight is. And I, I can say it right now, and that is our man, Jared Big Baby Anderson. He is the next big thing in the heavyweight division. I can't wait to see this kid back. And he, he is, uh, he's 12 and 0, 12 knockouts. He's about to fight Jerry Forrest at Madison yep. Square Gardens on December tenth. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I had that. I had that lined up, but uh, yeah, you you had a you had a asterisk beside that one. <laughs> that's uh, that's from my boy Carl. That's right. <laughs> that's for Carl. Carl, you heard that right? Yeah. That's just for you, brother. For, uh, for our boys over at Last Bell Boxing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, there's a lot of Americans coming up, and uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of really brash heavyweights coming up. Uh, I mean, yes, Eddie Hearn can put one or two names in front of our faces every single day, but they're the same two names. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, uh, when, when the English get to see big baby, they'll know what we've been talking about for about yeah. a year now. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll see it. They'll see it. It's, it's just a matter of time. You know, he, he's being called the next big thing. He is a blue chip prospect. How you, is how they call him. Uh, you know, he is there uh, right now. He's moved. He's moved from that prospect, uh, that name, man. He's contender. Oh, he's yeah. definitely coming up those ranks now and uh, he's making noise. You know, he's getting in there and chefing up those knockouts. Like he knows how to do. <laughs> also, we got in action. Um, can't wait for this one. Jojo Diaz taken on William Zepedia. Uh I'm, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Zepedia. you know, out to prove they are worthy of fighting for a world championship fight in the near future. Um, you know, South El Monte's Joseph Jojo Diaz Jr., 32-2-1, and one, will face Mexico's undefeated rising star, William Zepedia, who is 26-0 with 23 knockouts. 
of San Mateo Antico. Um, Mexico in a dangerous 12-round lightweight main event that will be broadcast live, guys. This one starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the crossroads matchup, former IBF junior welterweight titleist Diaz Jr. has his eyes locked on continuing his campaign to take over the lightweight division despite a minor setback after facing Devin Haney in December of 2021. Then we got undefeated Zepedio will be looking to climb the ranks with a victory over Diaz, uh, giving him a spot to become the top contender for a world title. With an impressive knockout ratio over 90%, Zepedio will be looking to impress fans with his aggressive style. Uh, we all know that he definitely has an aggressive style. Definitely like watching this guy uh, do work in the ring, man. Uh, he's one of those volume punchers, you know, not afraid to throw, not afraid to get hit. Um, and then one of the welterweight division's fastest growing superstars from uh, California, Alex Roca, or sorry, Alexis Roca, 20 and one with 13 KOs, will return to the ring as the co feature uh, in a 12 round main event match between former IBF Super Feather world champion, you know, Jojo and Zepedia. So I can't wait to see Roca back in action. This one's going to be good, man. I'm I'm super excited. This card's got a lot of uh, a lot of great, great fighters on here that we're going to be able to see. Uh, we got Hector Valdez who's going to be taking on Max Ornels. Uh, Valdez is 15-0, looking to stay undefeated. You know, we got, um, we got some young up-and-comers that you guys need to watch here. Uh, definitely. This card is going to be a good one to watch. Uh, yeah. Gets 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 underway 9 p.m. Uh, you know, when you find that one on the zone, you know it's Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar De La Hoya promotion. So, you know, it's going to be filled with the Mexicans, and you know, it's going to be nothing but uh, fun <laughs> because you know what? Those Mexicans they definitely know how to put on a show. They definitely love throwing those punches, and we love watching it, man. I, we I do. Can't we do. And you know what's interesting too is uh, the number of, shall we say, American fighters of Mexican descent who are now fighting in either, uh, well, particularly in Southern California, but across uh, the southern west, the southwest of uh, America right now. And you, you see these names all the time, and they're popping up with much more greater frequency. Uh, boxing is certainly, certainly, uh, you know, picking up where it left off a few years ago. Oscar De La Hoya may have stepped out of the ring, but I think he's coming back in the ring. I think he's getting his marriage problems sorted out finally, finally. <laughs> which allows okay. him to uh, do a lot more of what he really wants to do. And that's pushing a lot of these young guys up through the ranks. So when I see, you know, you know, there's a lot of, you know what it's going to amount to really, it's going to be like a West coast versus East coast, but then, yeah. You got to, you got Philadelphia, you got New York, you got Boston uh, yeah. along the East Coast. But now we've seen some good fights out of Tampa and Atlanta as well. Um, not not so much in the Midwest. I mean, if there's any listeners out there who can correct me on that one, I can't think of any Midwestern. Uh, you know, no, not, not, not really. Detroit is not Midwest. Um, so anyway, I'm just saying, like uh, you know, like you've got a lot of West Coast, and and this is the mix of the Mexican, the Mexican influence on the west coast is, is making yeah. that a hot spot right now Definitely. it seems like every day in the news segment i'm uh, you know going over some card that's happening in uh, some city in california uh you know that, that would put any card on the east coast to 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 shame quite frankly because these guys are excellent fighters and yeah. they're getting their recognition they're certainly getting the crowds out oh you know, definitely the crowds in these the crowds in these events man down in mexico are crazy like uh 
It's it's they're very responsive to what's going on in the ring, which you know in turn helps these fighters man perform, which uh, puts on great shows. What I love is that uh, you know Golden Boy is going to be showing their prelims on the Golden Boy Boxing YouTube channel, and um, uh, we got we got some good fighters going to be on there, man. El Nino Chavez, who's three zero with three KOs, will participate in a six round featherweight fight against Houston, Texas. Uh, Leva, who is three three and two, um, also on that we got Pablo Cruz uh, taking on Salvatore. Um, also, we got the Hawaiian Dallas Kelopia, who's three and zero with three KOs, uh, taking on Florida's Jeremy Potts, who's two and zero with two KOs. So the prelims on the YouTube channel are going to be just as exciting as you know this card. Honestly, yeah. these young guys they get in there, they they heart, determination, and drive, and uh, you know they leave it all in that ring. Definitely, it's, uh, well, it's a great card. One of the things I forgot to mention uh, in in the prelim to our show, and uh, I just don't want to forget about it. The reason I bring it up now, uh, Connor Ben had to hand had to hand in his uh, license to the BBC, the BBB of C. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure if that ends his career, but I remember we we were talking about it a few weeks back, and I'd made mention of the fact that, in my humble opinion. I would have thought that Eddie Hearn would have demanded of his boxers, all of his boxers on his roster, to take a test. And just to settle it for once and for all, that he has clean fighters and this was one bad apple and it shouldn't spoil the whole bunch. But Conor Ben has handed in his license. He cannot box, uh, and nor should he. I mean, he, he was a black eye for boxing, quite frankly. Uh, a shout out to our to our friends in the UK who are watching right now, especially uh, Tushma Pin. Uh, thanks very much for your comments. Appreciate it. Uh, and remember, please correct me if ever I'm saying stuff that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Uh, All right. All right. Where was I? You, you were going through some fights. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Um, yeah. So, guys, remember, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Jojo Diaz, William Zepedia, headlining the card, prelims you can find on uh, Golden uh, Golden Boys uh, yep. you know, Boxing YouTube channel. Definitely check that out. That one gets under at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So, Definitely mark that one on your calendars, guys. It's uh, going to be great. Then we got to get to it. Starting 10 p.m. Eastern, Sky Fight ESPN Plus. We got Vasily Lomachenko taking on our man Ortiz. Uh, this one's going to be great. Uh, three-weight world champion will make his triumph New York City return in a 12-round main event Saturday against uh, Jermaine, the technician Ortiz. Uh, this one's happened at Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I can't wait to get you know Lomachenko. I love watching this guy get in the ring. You know, 16 and 2, 11 KOs, has a resume that is unmatched in modern boxing. Two time Olympic gold medalist for the Ukraine. He had 396 and one amateur record, won a world title in his third pro fight, became a three weight world champion in his 12th bout. Lomachenko unified three of the four lightweight titles before a loss to Teofoma Lopez in October of 2020, which derailed his quest for the undisputed supremacy. Uh, last year, he came back with a one-sided victories over uh, Nakatani and Comey. Uh, Lomachenko is 5-0 and at Madison Square Garden entertainment venues, including the win over Comey and his one-sided uh, derbing of fellow two-time Olympic gold medalist uh, Guillermo Rodino. Uh, he arrived in Southern California last month to resume his career and work towards his goal of capturing the undisputed lightweight title, which is currently held by Devin the Dream Haney. So this is going to be a big one. Uh, Ortiz, 16-0-1, 8 KOs uh, from Massachusetts, enters this bout, uh, hoping to stun another former world champion on the comeback trail. Uh, he last fought May 
uh, 21st in Las Vegas, uh, wearing down Jamal's Superfly Herring uh, down to the stretch to earn the 10-round unanimous decision. Ortiz is a six-year pro who piled his trade on the New England club scene. Uh, three months before the Herring triumph, Ortiz won the NABF lightweight strap uh, with a clear decision over uh, Nahir Albright. Uh, Ortiz made his top rank. Uh, made his top rank on ESPN debut in April of 2021 with uh, an eight draw against uh, Joseph Adorno surviving a pair of knockdowns in one of the year's best action battles, to be honest. Uh, in addition to Torres, three of his Olympic teammates from Tokyo will see action under lights. Tiger Johnson, we've talked about him, 5-0, four KOs, makes his New York City debut in the sixth rounder. Welterweight, uh, featherweight silver medalist Duke Reagan. 7-0, 1KO, steps up in his first Schedule 8 rounder. Troy Isley, 7-0, 4KOs, tests the junior middleweight waters in the 8 rounder. Cleveland-born lightweight sensation Abdullah Mason, 4-0, 3KOs, will fight his 6th rounder. Uh, while junior lightweight Haven Brady Jr., 7-0, 4KOs, makes his division debut in an 8 rounder. So, guys, be ready for this card. You're definitely going to want to see it. Definitely going to want to see this one. Yep. So having said all that, uh, just a quick pick here. Um, I like Ortiz. Yeah, he's young, he's brash. What we like to see, but I think my money's on Lomachenko. Quick, I, quick, you know, quick, I, I'd have to say I'd have to I'd have to put my money on Lomachenko as well. Um, I'm just looking at this undercard, and I and honestly, I just can't wait. I've been following every yep. single one yep. of these guys on this undercard, man. Yeah, uh, you know, Robisi Ramirez, ten and one. Duke Reagan, Troy Isley, Richard Torres Jr., Abdullah Mason, Nico Ali Walsh, Haven Brady Jr., Delonte Johnson. You couldn't ask for a better undercard of great up-and-coming fighters. Definitely, you got to put your, uh, you got to set your PVRs for this one, guys. And definitely, <laughs> definitely record it, watch it. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be action-packed. This card, main card, getting underway at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, before you, before you, uh, before you. Uh dig into another fight let's let, 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 let's address this comment <laughs> because ay, ay, ay. How you doing? <laughs> hello 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 can you guys hear me yeah yeah we, i can hear you fine you know what I, i'm gonna pose this question to you right off the cuff seeing you're ready for it you ready for it yeah yeah name your top five heavyweights right now don't include don't include tyson fury don't include tyson fury top five heavyweights Wow, that is really on the spot right now, eh? Um, yep, right on the spot. Usyk. Even though Fury calls him a cruiserweight? Uh, yeah, but you see, Fury, Fury says that, but, you know, he, people forget that he had his one of his toughest fights was against Steve Cunningham, who was, who was a cruiserweight coming up, and that was his toughest weight, was a smaller guy. Like, Tyson Fury said this himself. That was one of his, his, his toughest matches. That was the match where he actually used his big six foot nine frame just to lean on him because he couldn't outbox him because he was just faster, which is the, this is the reason why I'm picking Usyk to beat Fury if they ever fight. But anyway, that's a topic for another show. Right. Um, so I'm gonna go with Usyk, man. Top five. Does it have to be in order? Or can I just name five? No, just name five. Top five. Okay, Usyk, Joe Joyce, Wilder is still in there. Um, two more, two more. Um, wow, wow, wow. Okay, Usyk, Joe Joyce, Wilder. Shoot, man, those last two are t oh, sorry, I, I'll still put Joshwin at you know, Josh, five. yeah, yeah, I'll put him at five. Um, because I mean, he lost to Usyk, who's the who's not, it was, it's not like he lost to a bum. 
Um, he did kind of he lost to Andy Ruiz, but he made he, he wronged that right, but in the, in the rematch there. Um, shoot, and then the last one, you know what? Is it Dillian White or is it Derek Chisora? <laughs> it is definitely not Chisora. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go with the, the, the young American, what's his name? Big baby, Jared yes. Anderson. Yes, yes, yes. I'll throw him in there. He scores it. Home run. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. As, for, as for Ice Wall come, uh, thanks for joining us. And thanks for asking that question. Yeah. Because uh, we just asked Cedric the man. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, where, where, where are you at there, uh, Mike? I forgot where you're at. Are you we, at. We were just we were just talking on we were touching on this awesome undercard of the Lomitang. Yep. Yes. As I was as I was uh, um hooking this up, I was listening to it, and uh, yeah, that is a crazy undercard. Every single one of those fights are are, are are you know they're not household names, but they're boxers that could be household names in a couple of years. Yeah, um, former Olympians and just high level just high level boxers like all those names that you named. I'm I'm very excited. This is on blue, the Lomachenko blue card. Chip, blue chip prospects is what we're calling them. Yes, mm -hmm. Lomachenko, mm -hmm. man. So yeah, Robisi Ramirez, Duke Reagan, Troy Isley, Richard Torres Jr., Abdullah Mason, Nico Ali Walsh, Haven Brady Jr., Delonte Johnson. Huge mm -hmm. undercard. Right? Yes, probably, yes, yes. I, I could honestly say the talent on this undercard is probably some of the best, if not the best undercard this year that I've seen. Um, yeah, you know, that reminds me of quick, we, there's something, a show that we can do, maybe not, not right now, but maybe prepare for is, um, is a show about the top, top 10 prospects. And then maybe like a year from now, we'll go, we'll, we'll do a review and see, see where those right prospects now. are now. Yeah. That's, no, I gotta give, I gotta give props, shout out, shout out to my boy, uh, Mike Carter and OJ Togway, two former pro football players, but heavy into boxing. And they're the ones that actually suggested that to me. So. You know, Shout out to them. I, know I, just had that, I just had that same conversation with our producer today. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yes, nice. Yes. So, so it's good. We're on the same page then. That's perfect. Yes, yes, well, yes. Let, let, me throw a, let me throw a twist into it. All right. Uh, All right. What, what, what we've been talking about is similar to the music industry, creating a top 10 or maybe a top 20 and, and, and adjusting it on a week-by-week -week or month-by-month -month basis according to every single fight that occurs. So you have a and whether that be pound for pound or on a division by division basis because we're redesigning our website and we, we were looking for ideas as to what other content to put in there and that was one of the big ideas that's been floating around for a long time uh taking a look at the prospects as compared to the established so for example as you listed off the top five uh you know it's a pretty well established list notwithstanding debates at the lower end but at the end of it You've got some prospects in there like uh, Jared Anderson. I'm telling you, he, he's going to he's going to change that heavyweight division within the next year. Yeah, anyway, yeah I believe anyway, so. I digress. Honestly, there's a bunch of names that I could mention, man. That 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 are you know undefeated big guys that are coming up, man. Arslan Beck Megamedov, who can't forget about him. Philip Hartman, yeah, yeah. Tony Yoka. Okay, that's and FA Jagba. People forgetting about him. Yeah, Kabayal. Uh, we got. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Vlad, Richard Serenko, Richard got, Torres, Richard Torres Jr., who's fighting this weekend on this card. Uh, uh, Bektidor Jalalovov, the uh, the Kazakh, uh, the Kazakhstan, right? The Kazakhstanian, uh, man, we've got uh, Arslan Ilyav. Um, man, these guys are all undefeated coming up these ranks, and these are big guys, they're not small, small. Anyways, 
so you know there's there's these guys and they're climbing up through these ranks slowly and surely and we are going to be seeing these big heavy weights on these cards soon enough man you know Dempsey McKean out of uh Australia we can't forget about him and he's 22 and 0 right now um you know there's there's some a heavyweight also a heavyweight yeah, these yo the, all these names that I've mentioned are heavyweights man um you, you know, know and Mike Bellagon, guys, twenty, you know, twenty and zero. But this guy, you know, he's tapping out at his age. He's thirty nine years old. But you know, this is just to show you that there's a lot of people here, man. Edjit Kebayal, the the German. He's only thirty. He's twenty two and zero, man. There's a lot of undefeated guys here, man. George Eris, you know, you know, we got a lot of undefeated heavyweights that are coming up this rank, you know. And this is just guys that are in this, you know, top. These these names are in the top fifty of heavyweights ranked in the world right now. So and heavyweights help help boxing in general because people for the casual fan, people just want to see two huge guys fight each other. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just something to see two big guys that are just bigger than the average human being trying to kill each other. There's something about that that uh you know the cat that attracts the casual yeah. fan, which is why, you know, the past couple of years, uh, um, you know. With the, you know, the heavyweight division has, has been exciting. Female boxing has been exciting too. So, you know, just overall, in general, it's, it's just helping boxing. And yeah, you know what else is exciting? What's that? Jake Paul. No, I was oh, just about boy. to say it. I was just about to say it. Listen, the MMA world is might be very sad tomorrow when they see one of their heroes get knocked the F out by a YouTuber. Listen, people... This I know these guys talk a lot of trash on YouTube, but you know I'm sure you guys did too. Like I did some research on on their training and and he, they're actually taking their training seriously. Like he brought in talking about Steve. I, I just Chad. Oh, I didn't even know Chad Dawson. He, I know he brought in Steve Cunningham for Yo, sparring. Like he's bringing he's bringing in legit sparring partners, and he has the money to do it, so he's yep. paying them. And Jake like Paul is crediting crediting his his training this time to Chad Dawson. Um, you know, wow. He, yeah, you know, like he's he's really he brought him in, man, um, to prepare him. You know, we're talking, we're talking ex light heavyweight champion Chad Dawson. Yes, and, man. And, yes, and, he, and he's insisting that Jake Paul's skills are 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 on point, man. And you know, he was skeptical at first, but he was left impressed. He says after after their uh, their sparring and and training for this upcoming fight. You know? I think well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Go ahead. Sorry, Graham. Go ahead. I was just going to say. I think we can all agree. Jake Paul packs a powerful punch. Okay, but what he lacked was the uh, experience of a experience, to become known yeah. as, as as a boxer. And mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and now going up against Anderson Silver, who's what 47 years old. I I don't have. There's, a listen. There's a reason. There's a reason why he's not in the UFC anymore. Who is the <laughs> right. only person that Jake Paul has fought so far with a legitimate boxing license? Yeah, but you know what? Okay, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's the other thing. These guys, again, they talk a lot of trash on social media, but like their strategy is actually pretty smart. Because if you think about it, look at his trajectory of, of, of his competition. So his first fight, he just fought some random YouTuber, right? Whatever, fought some random YouTuber. His next fight was against Nate Robinson, who was at least a professional athlete, right? So a slight step, at least it was a professional athlete. His next fight against Ben Askren was an actual MMA fighter. So, yeah. a, again, a slight step up. The next fight after that was um, uh, uh, the other – wasn't it the other UFC guy? Uh, um, uh, Woodley. 
Woodley. So yeah. again, that is another step up because he, he was actually a former champion, right? So if you, every one of his fights is actually a slow step up, and now he's fighting Anderson Silva. So yeah, man, he, he like I said, man, they talk a lot of trash on social media, but if you see, you know, really read between the lines, like they're actually moving smart. This the smart boxing moves that they're doing. So it's going to be interesting, man. But I, you know, Graham heard me say it before. There, there's a reason why. Anderson Silva is not in the UFC. If he was still Anderson Silva, he would still be in the UFC. So I, I just Anderson Silva hasn't been the same after he snapped his leg in half. Man, come on! Remember yeah. that, guys? Remember? Remember that? Big oh one? yeah, that's right. Yeah, remember that. That. But listen, mm-hmm. I'll tell you though. Anderson Silva, at one point in his prime, was the most dangerous man on this planet, hands yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And is a master in Muay Boran, not just Muay Thai. We're talking about a martial arts that's ancient, like hand-to-weapon combat to the death. Like, this guy knows moves that you can't even use in the ring. He's a very skilled individual. He has a, back, he has a boxing background. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's won. He's won his boxing matches. So, you know, is this a test for Jake Paul? Who knows? Uh, could, could Silva beat him? It's a big possibility, yeah. But... Chad Dawson, on the other hand, we're talking, you know, American former professional boxer. He competed from, you know, for 18 years, held multiple lightweight world championships, says that he was skeptical until uh, this time that he started training him. And, and he's saying that Big Paul has some legitimate well, skill. So well, don't forget, he's also he's al- he's he's also getting paid very well. He probably wants to get continue to get paid very well to come back for other for other fights. So you gotta consider that too. Of course, of course. But you know what? We're, we're gonna have to wait and see. That's all. We're just gonna have to wait and my, see. My, I don't bet on fights because I don't bet on fights. But it's my gut feeling is Jake Paul's gonna win. If Anderson Silva wins, it'll be by like you know like a close split decision. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I just again, there's a reason why he's not in the UFC anymore because he's not <laughs> the same guy. So. We'll see. If we, if, if we were super skilled at this, we'd be looking at who the judges are and what their records are and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Mike, do you happen to know who's on the undercard of that fight? Yeah. So uh, in the preliminary streaming bouts, we got uh, Jeremiah Milton, 6-0 and with 5 KOs, is facing Quinton Sumter. I've profiled these guys before. This is going to be some, uh, some pretty good fights here, man. Uh, in a six-round contest between the undefeated heavyweights. There's some more you know, heavyweights coming up. Uh, plus former featherweight champion uh, Suarez, who's 34 and one with 14 KOs, faces undefeated knockout artist uh, Shadisa Green, who is 10 and 0 with nine KOs. And uh, in an eight-round women's super middleweight belt, uh, Glendale's Danny Flores, 10 and 0 with two KOs, one of Arizona's most promising prospects, will look to show out in front of his hometown fans against. Uh, Edgar Ortiz Jr., who is eight, three, and two with four KOs. Uh, so yeah, there's some great, great little uh, undercards here. I can't wait. Well, that ties into what I was saying because this is taking place in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Definitely. So uh, adjacent to California. So we were just talking about the the influence of the the Mexican, uh, you know, the Mexican number of the influence of Mexican boxers in Southern California and Southern U.S. states. Uh, bordering Mexico these days, and uh, the 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 emergence or reemergence of the popularity of boxing, and so to hold an event, I believe is it the, is it the Gila River? Is that where it's being held at? Uh, that event is being held at, um, I believe it's uh, Gila River Casino. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think it is at that. I'll so it's, it's, it's so in other words, it's a, it's a black tie event basically being held at a at a, a brand new casino out in Arizona, not in Las Vegas. Um, but you know what I mean. So so there you go. Another another example of uh, uh, boxing bringing popularity to a new area. Um, you know, we, we were talking earlier, uh, Cedric, about uh, an all-female card happening uh, tonight in Bahamas and how the Ministry mm. of Sport was saying they're really excited to have uh, the influence of, of women's boxing in Bahamas and especially among young women, uh, not only as a sport, but also <laughs> as a, a mechanism to teach self-defense and also raise awareness for breast cancer because it's Breast Awareness Cancer Month down there. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see how boxing is making an impact on these communities around the world and bringing an awful lot of money, I might say, um, not just to the boxers who are fighting, but uh, you know, to the promoters, uh, to the events, the managers. And all. Anyway, good for boxing all around. Good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Sports has released a full episode of its Emmy award-winning series, All Access. Uh, Paul versus Silva, uh, so they can bring the fans behind the scenes and into uh, Paul and Silva's private lives and training camps as they each prepare for this uh, this event. Uh, if you want to see that, just go to the Showtime Sports YouTube channel to watch it. <laughs> I thought I thought being a YouTuber meant you were online all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is, this is this is me picking my nose. Twenty thousand likes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. If it if it gets you likes, <laughs> is there one of those twenty four seven things for Lomachenko? No, no, just uh, just the all access for the uh, Jake Paul and uh, Silva. That's Showtime. Their award winning Emmy series, all access. So uh, yeah, so guys, if you want, you go check that out after. Check out their YouTube channel. Watch it. I know I'm gonna because I want to kind of check it out and see what it's about. Um, yeah, man. But honestly, that fight's gonna be on during the actual fights that I want to watch. So. I'm uh, probably going to be going to YouTube for that one. Is there fights on tonight? Uh, no, there was a fight on earlier that was shown in Italy. Uh, you could probably catch the replay on, uh, on the zone, I think it was. Well, the, that all that all female card is okay. I don't know if it's being broadcast or not, but that that's on tonight. There, there are there are there are a whack of uh, if you. I mean, we were just, we were just cruising through some of the the nominal fights are occurring around the world and we're blown away at how many fights were going on tonight oh, uh, mm. which i'm not i didn't we didn't announce which ones were being broadcast or streamed uh but there there are quite a few fights going on tonight not to mention the big fights going on tomorrow night yeah yeah definitely were, were you were you on the air with us when we were picking who's going to win between lomachenko and ortiz no no i was just uh logging in but you, um you have your two cents on that one no, I've never, I never ever got you a chance to watch Ortiz fight again, so I'm just gonna go with Lomachenko by default. Um, yeah, it. I'm not sure, and everyone, no one wants to lose their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guy Ortiz is undefeated. No one wants to lose that undefeated record, so he's definitely gonna fight hard. And yeah. um, he and he knows Ortiz knows that this fight could uh, could really, you know, bolter uh, help his career. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um that's that's what his mindset is on. Um so we'll see if he has the, the skills and the focus to do it. Now was it was it Devin Haney who said he's gonna drop weight to avoid Lomachenko? Was it Devin to Haney? Avoid? I don't think he would actually say 
uh, I might have to Google that one for you because I'm pretty sure it came up in one of my news stories. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. Devin Haney no. drops weight uh, to avoid. If, if that well, that that I don't think that's a quote from him. That's probably whoever wrote that story said that. That's what that's what the narrative is. But I, I don't think Devin Haney would say I don't want to fight Lomachenko, so I'm going to drop weight to to duck him. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think that would come from Haney's camp. I'm assuming it's just a reporter. That, that okay. Said. Okay. So, uh, Pauly Pauly Malignaggi predicts that Haney yeah. will vacate his title instead of facing Lomachenko and losing badly to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, I read that. Okay. Paul had a couple of he had a couple of um, like 10, 15 minute rants about uh, Lomachenko and, and Haney or Haney predicting Haney's going to duck Lomachenko. So uh, that's, that's where that comes from. Yeah, well, like, yeah they're, saying, they're saying that he's expected to vacate the 135 titles. Is that because mm -hmm. he's training Lomachenko? I am not sure. No, no, Paulie's <laughs> not training. I don't I don't know what's going on there, but I don't know. I, I think David Haney will they'll fight eventually. I think so. Hey, what, what do you think about this whole uh, Terrence Crawford, Narrow Spence fiasco? I don't think about it. Because, um, <laughs> No, seriously, because it's uh, you know, it's just too much. There's, there's so much more boxing things to that we can talk about than just random. I know the you know everyone wants to see this fight, but I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of talking about what's going on, what happened, and the rumors. I don't like I don't like to have discussions about rumors because we don't know happen. the truth. Yeah, what might happen, what didn't happen, who should we put the blame on? That's all. Yeah, that's all just a waste of time, man. We just talk about the facts. Talk about the fights that are actually happening. Talk about the fighters that are in the ring that are going to be in the ring, and are going to fight. That's what that's what's more exciting to me. To talk about. <laughs> so, so do you want to weigh in then on the Katie Taylor fight? Um, Katie Taylor. I well, I must be behind in your news. Who's she fighting? Oh wow! Oh, well, oh, see. wow! Yeah, <laughs> she's headlining at the uh, Wembley Arena tomorrow night in London. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. A really big card. Uh, mm -hmm. Facing an Argentinian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. undefeated, undefeated, 19 and 0, were you saying, Mike? 19 yes, 19 and 0, two knockouts. So, uh, so, um, so two, uh, two undefeated camp. Carabal? Carabal or something like that? Carabal. Carabal. Carabal, I think it is. Um, yeah. Well, she's if, got, if it's, she's, she's got Cajon, Cajoni step into the ring against Katie Taylor, like I said, she yeah. better put on her track shoes tonight, though. <laughs> or sorry, um, but we, she better put on those track shoes, man. So that ring is as big as it is. Well, let's know. see if because uh, how old is Katie Taylor now? She must be in her mid to late thirties. Because the only there. the only reason why I bring that up is because you know um, I always mention this when we talk about fighters or just athletes in general their age you know there's a reason why pro athletes have to retire in their late 30s you know you still you still maintain your strength as you get older but like the athleticism like your speed your reaction time your reflexes those things start to slow down when you're in your mid to late 30s and she's um, yeah exactly so she's right right at that uh you know right at that age so it's it's you know i don't know i, I think katie taylor will win but I'm, I'm assuming this girl will put up a good fight like it'd probably be, it. Probably, I don't oh, think Kaylee's gonna stop her. 30, It'll be a, so they're both in their thirties, man. They're both, they're both okay, in that okay. mid mid thirty range, you know. 
No, nah, 32, that's still early 30s. That's still that's still in your kind of kind of prime. But like even 36, that's just the beginning of your of your retired, close to retired years. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna go with Katie Taylor by unanimous, but you but I think it's one of those those cards, one of those fights where even though Katie's gonna win by unanimous decision, the rounds will still be close. Yeah. All right. So the numbers don't exactly tell the full story. The numbers, if you don't see the fight, you just see the scores, you'll see. Katie telling one unanimous, but if you actually watch the fight, I think it'll be a much closer than what the scores will say. So who who are you gonna feature on your scorecard on Sunday? Uh Lomachenko, Lomachenko and um and uh Jermaine Ortiz. Ortiz. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, yeah. It should be. It should be. Lomachenko's another one who's getting up there too. I think he's probably 35 or something like that, 35, 36. So um these fights that that he wants. Um, and that's why, that's one of the reasons why I think whether it's Devin Haney or Shakur Stevenson or whoever top rank puts him up against, it'll be a, it'll be a close fight just for that factor, just for that factor alone of, of the age, mid, mid, mid 30 factor, <laughs> mid thirties factor. The mid thirties factor. Is that your technical term for it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> It's when you migrate to become an analyst or a commentator. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, you wake up 35 <laughs> and all of a sudden you're a broadcaster. <laughs> I mean, look what happened to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what else we got happening, guys? Uh, not much, really, other than what's going on in the press, really. Um, you know, well, Jake, come on, Jake Paul and this stuff and the Katie Taylor is pretty much taken up everything about boxing this weekend really um mm. you know white versus that, gorman versus wardley official for november 26 we could talk about that uh, there are some, there are some really good fights coming up actually yeah yeah not just this weekend but next month yeah november november's pretty stacked actually uh yeah yeah we got uh the bivol ramirez fight it's taking place on November the fifth. Um, Rakimov. Uh, we got Edwards, Alvaro, Alverno, Jonas, and DeCarry. Oh man, we got uh, we got a bunch coming up, man. I can't when, wait. When 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 does Fury beat up Shizora? <laughs> that takes place December the third. Oh, that's December. Okay. Yeah, but before that, we got um, we got Zepedia, uh Progress. White and Franklin, Park and uh, Parker and Ryder, Alakanuli and Bentley. So there's there's lots of fights to watch before we even get into December. And the December is turning out to be a pretty nice looking month too, because you know, after Chizora and Fury, it's Estrada, Chaclito, Warrington, Lopez, Crawford, Avenisian, Lopez and Pedraza, Inouye and Butler. Like it's round round the note to be a really good end of the year in boxing. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Do, yeah, either yeah. Know, do, you, do either of you know if Boots Ennis is fighting anyone soon or not? I don't believe I don't believe he's got anything. I just I just read read something that he put in um, to try to ask to try to request uh, uh, to be the mandatory for Earl Spence. I read uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I read that somewhere. So that must be tough. I mean, being as good as you are and uh, being out of work, so to speak. Mm. It's, uh, it sucks. It's unfortunate, you know, especially especially carrying a twenty nine and zero record with twenty seven knockouts. Wow! You know? Wow! I didn't I didn't realize that. Wow! Yeah, like Jaron Ennis is, you know, he's no joke in that ring. Um, 
You know, his last fight, his last fight was against Castillo Clayton. That one was a KO in the second round. Yep. You know, uh, I, I'd like to yeah. see him again, man. I, I do enjoy watching some uh, some boots get at it. <laughs> yeah, he's the future. He's definitely the future. Um, a lot of people are predicting him to, to to beat Earl Earl Spence and Crawford right now, but I think a lot of people are forgetting because it's been a while. Uh, Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence. What what Jaren, what Duke Ennis is doing right now to his competition, Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford were doing that exact same thing six seven years ago against the same level of competition. Yeah. But when you fight top, when you fight the top guys all the time, there's gonna be a lot of close fights. Yeah, not right. there's not it's not gonna be all exciting stoppages. So I think that's what the thing that that's what people are missing right now. All the people like even a lot of the so-called boxing experts, even Hall of Fame boxers. Are picking Bruce Ennis right now to to beat Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford? I'm like, slow down, man. Like, let, let the guy step up first. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he definitely passes the eye test, right? Just like, just like, just like Spence and Crawford time. passed the eye test. Just like Spence and Crawford passed the eye test five, six years ago. That's what Boots is doing now. So, yeah, yes, well, like, exactly. Because Boots is only Boots is only 25, right? Spence mm. is what, 32. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's 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 definitely he's definitely where they were at at their at that point in their career. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's yeah. on par. Uh definitely he's the next big name, man. You know. It's a, we got time we got time to see it. It's not like, it's not like he's retiring tomorrow. He's only 25 years old. Mm. You know? Wow. Well, yeah. I don't know. Is Good. there much more to talk about? We're we're at that we're almost at that hour. Yeah, we are almost are. Uh let's have a quick think here if we've if we pushed all the buttons, uh, shout maybe. out to Chris Mappin AZ uh, from the UK. Thanks for uh, joining in today and uh, dropping yeah. comments. Thanks for Ice Wallow COME. <laughs> I didn't want to say it for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. That's great. I, I bounced over that earlier, no one noticed. So I thought, yeah, I know I did. That's why I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of made sure that I didn't do it this time. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Ice, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. All right, lads. Well, enjoy the weekend. Uh, we'll see yeah. you on Sunday for your respective shows. I uh, yeah, hope there's a good knockout. Uh, you know there's going to be. Come on. Richard Torres Jr. is fighting this weekend. Mm. Mm. <laughs> do you remember his last one? He almost killed Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the Lomachenko? He's on the Lomachenko on the card? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. He's on there along with Troy Isley, Duke Reagan, and all the boys. So, guys, nice. what, sure what time does that start? That one's a 10 p.m. start. So, guys, find the way to find the live streams on the internet to check out that prelims and that undercard because I'm telling you right now, that is the future of boxing on that undercard. That right second. there. Where, where are they fighting? They are they fighting? fighting? Are they in England or something? Uh, it's, it's it's taking place at, uh, at night. It's taking place at late. Where? Uh, I'm just wondering why it's 10 p.m. start. Uh, it's taking place at Madison Square Garden in New York. It's because they're only gonna they're probably only gonna show if it's starting at 10 p.m. They're probably only gonna show, um, you know, maybe three three of the fights. Oh, so the, the undercard is gonna be free online then? Yeah. The, On so the undercard will be free online somewhere, guys. You'll have to find it. Um, I know there's many, many places out there where you can watch it. I, I, I don't know if Top Rank, I, I think Top Rank has one. 
uh, you know, like a before the bell kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it should be it should be live on there. Uh, definitely. I'm pretty sure that undercard starts at uh, 6.15 uh, p.m. Eastern time. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's so a full, it, full fight night. Yeah, it's a full mm. fight night, right? So definitely you'll probably see two fights on the uh, on the 10 p.m., which will be the, you know, main event and the co-main and then everything else will probably be uh, on the undercard on uh, on their YouTube channel. So definitely got to check that out, guys. Make sure you watch that. You heard it here from me. I profiled all these guys over the last two years. Watch these kids. Trust me. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, thank you all the Talk and Fight fans around the world for tuning in today. Thank you for all the guys who dropped all the comments in the sidebar. We got to get to work so you guys don't have to. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Bye, Mike. Bye, Cedric. Peace. Peace. <laughs>